Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer at the 630 Chad Studios. We'll circle back to the Edmonton Oilers here at about 145. Uh, practice today. Lines appear to be the same. Six defensemen on the ice. Dave Tippett saying post-practice today that uh, Darnell Nurse and Duncan Keith are the closest of the Oilers injured players to returning. Mike Smith uh, out with an earlier session, along with Devin Shore, who Edmonton's missed in their bottom six. Uh, we got home at about, uh, actually we got home fairly early. I think around 12.30 Saturday night after the game in Vegas. And uh, I made my way down yesterday to go watch the Edmonton Oil Kings against Colin Priestner's Saskatoon Blades. Blades had got pumped the day before. Uh, 7-0 by Calgary, who scored 17 goals in two games. Blades are up 2-1 after two. Edmonton roared back 1-5-2. And Jake Neighbors had a pair of goals. He is the Edmonton Oil Kings captain. He joins us. First time we've had a chance to talk to Jake since he returned uh, from junior or from the NHL of St. Louis. Jake, it's Bob. How you doing? Doing good, Bob. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking time to uh, join us here in Oilers now. You set the tempo uh, in the first period. with a, It was a, a strange game because you guys were in the box a lot in period number one. But you had a couple huge hits, and they kind of ran out of steam a bit. But uh, you got a couple, and the last one was an absolute beauty. Just a, a thought on being back uh, here in Edmonton playing with the Oil Kings after a pretty successful look-see with the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I think it was a lot of mixed emotions when I got sent back. And, um, you know, obviously very excited to be back with the Oil Kings. But, um, you know, I wanted to do my best to stay, um, you know, with St. Louis and in the NHL. But, um, you know, coming back to a really good situation here with the Oil Kings. And, um, you know, I got a lot of great friendships I've built with this team. And, and we're looking to do some good things this year. So. I am convinced that if Edmonton was a rebuilding team, you wouldn't have come back. I actually think that part of it is you got a chance to play for the World Juniors. And the Oil Kings are expected to be going on a fairly... What sort of conversations did you have with Doug Armstrong or uh, with Blues management when they sent you down? Did they ask you to focus on some specific things, or how did that uh, all take place? Yeah, I think... um majority of the decision was based on my development. Um, they didn't want me to be around all year if I was going to be playing limited minutes and in and out of the lineup, which is most likely what I, what I, what I would have been doing um, up there. But 
Um, so it was more about obviously coming back to a good situation here with Edmonton with a really good team. And, um, you know, I've been here a long time. So, you know, it fits well. And I'm going to play lots of minutes and, and be in, uh, you know, good opportunities to have success. And at the end of the day, they thought that was, um, you know, really important in my development to have it one more year of, um, you know, playing lots of minutes, and then obviously, like you said, there a chance to play World Juniors here coming up. Yeah, you're not a late birth date, so you can play on Team Canada again. And uh, you know, uh, playing in Edmonton, that's got to be something you're looking forward to as well. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Um, you know, obviously playing junior here my whole life, and uh, to play in front of your junior fans play for Team Canada on Canadian soil would definitely be a dream come true. All right, so let's uh, take it through uh, from your perspective. A lot of guys come back sometimes, Jake, and there's a bit of a drop-off, but the impact, I don't know if you, uh, and maybe part of it's just your game. I mean, if I was to describe the way you play to the fans out there listening to the show right now that haven't seen you play, I'd say he plays like Dustin Brown, and that is not an insult. Dustin Brown's had a great career. He's won a couple cups. Do you see, like, if people made that comparable uh, comparison to you before, and is there somebody that you'd like to maybe uh, sort of match the, their style of game to yours? Yeah, I think uh, I think Dustin Brown's a good comparable. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of different comparables, honestly. Um, you know, throughout the last couple of years, and just kind of finding my game, finding what I do best. And I think that's when the, the comparisons come. Um, you know, I think I like to say Matthew Kachuk. I think he's a little bit more um, kind of frisky than me. Likes to get involved that way a little bit more. But I think the way he plays and his style of play is somewhat similar. And um, you know, I, honestly, I think I play pretty similar to Braden Shen as well. Um, you know, convenient because I was living with him and playing with him in St. Louis and stuff. But um, I think just the way he plays, he's so sound defensively and, you know, hangs on the pucks in the offensive zone and contributes offensively. He's a leader. And, um, you know, a lot of things that I think I resemble in my game and, um, you know, obviously someone I look up to. Uh, it's funny. When we were in St. Louis, that was the guy they missed. Like, it was noticeable that he wasn't in the lineup. We're joined by Jake Neighbors. You get the win yesterday, so you bounce back after the loss against Lethbridge. You, Sebastian. Sebastian Kosa, Dylan Gunther all got great chances to play for Team Canada. Who knows? Maybe you guys will add another defenseman shortly as well. It might be in the mix for Team Canada. Uh, but is there pressure on the Edmonton Oil Kings this year? To You know, you didn't get a chance to see it through last year because you didn't get a chance to play for uh, the Memorial Cup. But is there a fair amount of pressure on you guys right now to achieve, given the post or preseason billing of where your team was projected to be at? Yeah, I think... There is a little bit of pressure, I think, um, you know, how we're handling it, I think, can be better at some times. And, um, you know, I think we think about it too much. I think we just got to focus a little bit more on the game-to-game process and, um, you know, getting better um, every game. So, um, you know, obviously we have a great roster. We've done a lot of good things the last couple of years, and, and we've earned that reputation that we have. And, um, you know, we're, we get every team's A game. So every time we're playing, we know that the other team's coming out flying because they want to beat us. And, um, you know, you can tell by teams' reactions when they beat us that, um, you know, it's a big deal. So every night we got to be ready to go. And um, I think we just can't look too far into the future and just focus on the present. Red Deer has become, uh, I mean, last year you guys owned them. They've become a, a bit of a thorny. I know you guys beat them last week, but they've beat you guys three times this season. I know you weren't in the lineup for all those three losses, but they're obviously an improved club. Yeah, yeah, no, they're a, they're a good team. They got a lot of guys that have played there for a long time now, and um, you know, kind of since I came around, they got a good core group of guys. Um, you know, pretty old team, and and they work hard. Redder's always been a hardworking team, and 
Um, you know, I think the last couple of years we've gotten the better of them, obviously. But, um, you know, the, the tides are bound to turn eventually. And, um, you know, they got a couple wins there early in the season and, um, you know, are making things interesting in the standings in terms of the Central Division as well. So, um, you know, they're a good team. Like I said, uh, they play very very well to their structure and um you know they're fine a lot of guys are having some big years in terms of uh point production going up as well so from the edmonton oil king st louis first rounder jake neighbors who uh got nine games in at the start of the year this year in the national hockey league he's back now with edmonton you were in the nhl were you keeping an eye on it when the oil kings played the winnipeg ice because they you know like they lost yesterday i guess in either an overtime or a shootout that was just their second loss all season that was a big game between the two teams and ultimately the oil kings found a way but man winnipeg's having a great season yeah, that was one I had circled on the calendar for sure. Um, I think I watched two periods of it before um, I had to go somewhere. But, yeah, no, I was paying attention to that game for sure. And I tried to keep up with the guys as much as I could um, when I was up there. And, if you know, if I wasn't doing anything, I'd watch their games and, and things like that. So, you know, I stayed in touch with everyone. And, and I know they were excited for that Winnipeg game. And they're obviously having a heck of a season so far. And, um, you know, a tough team to beat. I think their offense is pretty potent. And, uh, you know, that makes it uh, tough to play against. So they've had some guys that have, you know, kind of similar to Red Deer that have broken out this year and have her, having career years. And um, But at the end of the day, uh, Emerson got the win on that one. So that's huge. So you guys have got a, an interesting week coming up here. Uh, and part of the reason why we got you on was to talk about uh, the teddy bear toss, which is going to occur at Rogers Place on Saturday, but you actually play uh, the Medicine Hat Tigers on Friday. Just uh, just with the teddy bear toss on Saturday, Jake, how much fun is it for the guys to, to have fans back in the building for junior games, um, but also to participate in an event like the teddy bear toss night? Yeah, it's unreal. I think, um, you know, obviously it, it wasn't the best playing without fans last year. It's just no motion in the building. And, um, you know, coming back, even my start in St. Louis, um, you know, playing in front of a sold-out Enterprise Center was just, you know, so surreal. And then coming back and seeing fans at junior hockey games again was uh, obviously something really special. A lot of familiar faces and things like that. So uh, it's been really good to have fans back in the building. And then obviously with the teddy bear toss, it's always uh, always a great time. You get to wear um, some pretty cool jerseys and, um, you know, usually a really good atmosphere in Rogers Place and, and get to see some uh, stuffed bears fly onto the ice. So it's always a good time. It's definitely one we have circled on our calendars every single year and we missed out on it last year. So um, I'm sure the guys are very excited for this one. You know, the one thing that's interesting, last year Cam Moon and myself went to eight of the 11 home games that you guys ended up playing and there was no fans and it was in the downtown community arena and we could hear everything between the two benches. And Lethbridge, like I literally wanted to go down there from where we were watching the game and tell her, like, and like everybody, the coach, the players, shut up, like focus on, you know what I mean? Like it's the practice when you're playing in a game, it comes with the territory, but when you have the fans there, it kind of cushions the blow a bit. You don't necessarily hear, but when we could hear it up where we're at, it was, it was, it was pretty funny. And you know, Lethbridge at times can be a little bit of an intimidate or a, a little bit of an undisciplined team. Uh, Guys watch their P's and Q's on the ice a little bit more now than before, or has some of that started to return a little bit because there are fans there. I know yesterday the game ended with a little bit of hostility as well, but uh, just the thought of that, do you have to be a little bit more careful with what you say now, Jake, even than when you first broke in the league two or three years ago? 
Yeah, I think I think guys are just a little bit more cautious nowadays. Um, I think when I first came in the league, it was still pretty, um, you know, pretty rough league. I think it was a lot more physical back then, a lot more, um, you know, I guess tough guys, you could say, that, you know, like to run their mouths and whatnot. But, you know, I think it's just part of the game. Um, you know, obviously last year, no fans, yeah. I can imagine you could hear everything, everything. up in the stands, and uh, everything. probably some things that uh, you know fans usually don't hear, or guys, people don't usually don't hear. But um, I think it's just part of the game. Um, you know, for example, a team like Lethbridge, I think they try to get in our heads, and um, you know they think that works to their advantage. And um, you know, it's different with every team. I think you know I'm a big part of it. Some nights, running my mouth, and um, you know, trying to be a, a pest out there, but. Um, you know, it's definitely better with the fans back in the building. You feel a little bit more uh, um, isolated on the ice, I guess. Yeah, well, you're one of the best power forwards in the league, so you can kind of back it up. Jake, best of luck uh, uh, in your uh, – you're going to play for Team Canada. We know that. So best of luck with that. It should be really intriguing to watch the Oil Kings have some fun against uh, Medicine Hat and Moose Jaw this week, and you guys go into the peg next Wednesday. That should be a kicker as well. So uh, thank you for taking time to join us here in Oilers now. Always good to be on the show. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Jake Neighbors. He's a first-round draft choice of the St. Louis Blues. He's going to play. There's no question. Uh, He'll be with the Blues full-time next season. And he's going to be on Team Canada. And he skates through guys when he hits them. He can hurt them as a result. A bit like Dallas Drake. Dallas Drake was a guy that used to do that. Jake's got a higher offensive ceiling. than Jake Neighbors is going to play in the NHL as a second liner long-term for the St. Louis Blues. Maybe break in as a third-line guy and eventually get into the top six. He's got some uh, upside in his game. Wild Kings have Dylan Gunther. They've got Sebastian Kosa, the goaltender. And uh, we'll see. Moose Jaw's got a defenseman hunt that might end up in play. Some people think Caden Gooley from Prince Albert might get traded, and uh, the Oil Kings could certainly use one of those guys for maybe a final piece for a legitimate uh, Memorial Cup. They might have been able to go to the Memorial Cup last year. They went 21-2 and in the... Uh, Central Division last year. It is 146 in Edmonton, the best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza is pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a listler. 14 Edmonton and area locations go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. It's the best pizza, man. There's no question about it. Old school. Big boy pizza. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's a royal pizza. We'll take a timeout, come back with this day in Oilers history, and get to a couple of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you at 149. This text comes in uh, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, that Auburn-Alabama game that was uh, referred to during your conversation with John Shannon was a great game. It was many times better than NFL games. Um should be a good game in Winnipeg on the CFL front with 10,000-plus Ryder fans in attendance. And the texter adds, the strength of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is the remarkable bunch of Canadians. Yeah, they got the best Canadians in the league. In a domestic league, if you have the best domestic players, you got the best team. That's usually how it works. And the last time I checked, there's like 130 Division One NCAA programs producing players. You can find, what are they called? They're, are they... Are they nationals and internationals? Is that what they're called, uh, Brendan Escott? They're not called imports and non-imports? Yeah, you got it right. All right, yeah. So we use the uh, more sensitized uh, application for the term there. There's lots of international players available. Getting the best national players, that's a, a huge one. All right, we have to go to the Oilers now injury report. It's funny, we had Alan Watt on, who's the interim COO of the Edmonton Elks. And I know a couple people have texted the show to say, Bob, what about Trent Brown? He's running a successful business with James H. Brown. I'm like, oh, I, I, I mean, hey, he was an all-star safety in the CFL. He won a great cup with the Eskimos back in the day. Probably the best football player produced out of the U of A in the last 40 years. And daily here on Oilers now, we go to the injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. James H. Brown, people saying he'd be a good president. Probably would. Here's Brennan Escott. Well, again, we'll reference back to the Oilers tweeting this out at 12.53 today. Keith Nurse, Shore, Smith, and Holloway all skating before the main group. He added that uh, uh, Nurse and Keith are the closest to returning here. Smith is making progress and did face shots today. So uh, when they were originally given their diagnoses, Smith uh, expected out until December 1st and Nurse until uh, probably December 11th or so. Okay, so there you have it uh, for the Evans Oilers. And um, it's going to be intriguing to see what happens when Nurse. I, I think. Here's the thing I don't think Darnell or Duncan Keith are going to play Wednesday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So Broberg and Lagason are going to get in another couple games here. Uh, Friday against Seattle. I, maybe by Sunday. One of those two guys might be back, if I was just to guess. And what about Devin Shore? When does he work his way back in the lineup? Because probably play fourth line left wing once he does come back into the rotation. All right. We go to the Oilers now. This date in Oilers history for New West Travel. Again, if you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Airs and watch the Oilers play for only $1,750. Call New West Travel or go to newwesttravel.com. I remember this game. I'm not sure Brendan Escott was even born yet, but here we go. <laughs> Yeah, a couple years before that. But Marius Tchaikovsky, he has a goal and an assist as the Oilers beat the Sharks 4-2 in San Jose. Ryan Smith, Jason Arnott, uh, Kelly Buckberger, and they had the other markers. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 96-97 is when the Oilers started to get it going again. They'd missed the playoffs four consecutive years. And so in late November of 1996, Doug Waite would have a 100-point season during the 96-97 season. The Oilers would go on, and they would beat the uh, Dallas Stars in seven games, despite the fact that Dallas was way ahead of Edmonton in the uh, 
course of the regular season. That was the year, of course, that Don Marchant walked right around Grant Ledyard and uh, scored an overtime after Cujo. I mean, Cujo could do that. He stole playoff series in back-to-back years. One against Dallas in 97 and again against the Colorado Avalanche in 1998 before Edmonton Lawton. The one against Colorado for me was even more impressive than what happened against uh, Dallas. I mean, Dallas had a real good team. Uh, but Colorado had won a cup a couple of years earlier. Patrick Waugh. Is Patrick Waugh going to be the next GM where people are saying, well, what about Daniel Briere? What about Patrick Waugh? What about Matthew Darsh? I met him over 20 years ago when he was playing for the McGill Redmen, and he was the, uh, oh, what did I used to call that? Uh, BLG award winner uh, for athlete of the year when he was playing at McGill even though they didn't win the national championship that year the Bears won it. Russ Houston was up for that award as well. It was the player of the year in the sport but I think they gave it to Matthew you know what I might have the wrong winner but anyways that's when I met Darsh. He's currently with the Tampa Bay Lightning working with Julian Breezebaugh who I think would probably be the guy that most Montreal Canadiens fans would love to pluck out of uh, Tampa Bay. Don't see it happening so time will tell in that regard. Uh, Bob, why does it seem like Ken Holland is missing out on every big-hitting shift disturber? It's what the Oilers need. Your thoughts, Todd? Well, Todd, let's see what happens here. Uh, let's see if there's an addition that gets made at some point. I mean, Holloway's going to be coming back from injury. Again, I, I foresee him starting the American Hockey League maybe in the middle of January. Assuming we have an Olympics break, who knows? You never know. Never know what ends up transpiring there. Um Holloway's certainly an aggressive guy that plays a physical game. I would think for sure the Oilers will add one more forward somehow, some way. So, you know, and if you're talking a bottom six forward that's a pending UFA, the cost, you know, you're looking at a third or fourth round draft choice. So I think they're going to find a way to add another forward. We'll wait and see when that is. Again, this uh, Dana Oilers history was brought to you by New West Travel. If you're looking for a great roadie, fly nonstop to Nashville, Nash Vegas with Flair Airs to see the Oilers play for only $1,750. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Reed Wilkins at 155 at Edmonton has inside sports night from 6 to 8. What's he got shaking? I've not received the good word yet, so sounds like a fluid show. Uh, there you go. Well, fluid show. Tomorrow, Sportsnet's Mark Spector. Sportsnet's Beck brought to you by the 7,000 men and women that work in the horse racing and breeding industry. Horse Racing Alberta. Please note that racing remains suspended this week at Century Mile. You can still watch and wager online at hbibet.com. And... Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft will join us on the Tuesday edition of Oilers Now. We'll do that one from Rogers Place. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. We leave you with Brother by Rural Alberta Advantage. My brother, you got to hold yourself together. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.